George FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff. Let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview on the Forge Audio Network. Hello, Forge fans. It's the Forge Audio Network. I'm your host, Anthony Urcioli. It's the Match Day Preview. Forge FC, their final road match of the season in Edmonton on Sunday. Kickoff at 5 p.m. Third place, Forge taking on eighth place, Edmonton. Now, I think I speak for all Forge fans. I never thought I would say this, but thank you, York. And thank you, Mobabuli, who's done so much for Forge, and he helped them out again. Uh, now a member of York United, they beat Valor Friday night 3-1. That's good news for Forge, because what that means is, if Forge beats Edmonton, they will clinch a playoff spot. So York helping out Forge um, and themselves. York now just four points out of a playoff spot. Now they only have two matches remaining. We'll get a more holistic view of the Canadian Premier League um, and the table and the playoff scenarios and the clinching scenarios momentarily. CanPL.ca's Charlie O'Connor-Clark is going to join us. And so we'll get a full deep dive into what we're looking at heading down the stretch here. There's only a few matches remaining in the regular season for Forge. There are four matches. This one against Edmonton, as I mentioned, the final away match. Then three consecutive home matches. Forge is in a pretty favorable spot here. Not only do they control their own fade in terms of where they finish on the table, uh, because they do have the highest points percentage in the league, so they're two points out of first place with a match in hand. Um, And that's two points behind Atletico Ottawa, who is still in first, Calvary in second. They have 41 points, Ottawa's 42, Forge has 40. So Forge in control here, and Valor holding down the final playoff spot. They're tied with Pacific, who's in fifth. Pacific, though, with two matches in hand, so... A lot of moving around still to do in terms of figuring out the final playoff positioning. It's it's become a six-team race for the final four spots here with Pacific and York on the outside looking in. All of Forge's remaining matches, including this next one against Edmonton, against clubs outside of the playoffs. So that could mean two things. You're playing against lesser opponents, points-wise. But on the flip side of that, you're playing against clubs that are either still in the hunt for a playoff spot, so they're in must-win mode, making them dangerous, or they're just playing loose with nothing to lose, also making them very dangerous. So whichever way you look at it, um, Forge, it could be an easy road. It could be a difficult road. Regardless, Forge has to definitely show up for these final four matches if they want to finish uh, in a playoff spot. I think they're in good position, good position to at least do that, but Forge has loftier goals than just making the playoffs. In fact, um, head coach, technical director of, Bo- of uh, Forge FC, Bobby Smirniotis, speaking to the media in his pre-match press conference, kind he talked about the challenges facing a club like Edmonton, who despite being in last place, is always a difficult club to play against, especially on the road. They play that low block, that frustrating defensive style where it's really hard to break down and score goals against. Edmonton's in a lot of close games. They only have 16 points in 25 matches, but they play in a lot of very close matches. They are tough out, and Forge is well aware of that because they've experienced it firsthand. Here's Coach Bobby talking about the difficulties playing Edmonton um, and the fact that, listen, when you're with Forge FC, the reality is the playoffs are great, but there's a lot more at stake here if you're Forge FC. Here's Bobby. 
Yeah, to be honest, they've been playing some excellent football in the last few games. You know, the results uh, don't go their way, but, uh, you know, they played last week at home against Cavalry, and I thought they were very good. They've created more attacking opportunities than their, than their opponent. Um, similar to the week before, um, I think it was against, uh, against York. Um, they're playing with, uh, with a free mindset. You know, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs, um, but they've got nothing to lose as well. So I think uh, that takes a little bit of uh, pressure and a little bit of edge off the players and allows them to go out there and express themselves. And that's the type of team um, we've seen, you know, good on the counterattack, uh, good compact and the wide play in different phases of play. And uh, we know, and I think that they've taken points from uh, almost everybody in the, in the league this year. So we have to make sure that, uh, that we're at our best uh, when it comes to Sunday, because it's an important three points for us. Uh, it's no easy feat to make the playoffs in this league, especially this season with how close it's it's been. Is it fair to say that Forge has some loftier goals than just finishing in the top four? Yeah, of course. It's uh, the DNA of this club um, from uh, going back to a preseason of 2019 and, and putting this team together. This team is, uh, and its DNA is, is to win. You know, and uh, and that's what we're set up uh, to do here. We have everything in our infrastructure. We have everything within uh, the staff and the teams that we've built uh, to be able to win. And I think we've done a pretty good job at that over the first uh, three years. And uh, that has to be the DNA of this club going forward uh, in the future, um, beyond the time that I'm here and the players uh, that are in this dressing room. You know, it's got everything to, as a club, everything it needs to succeed. Joining the match day preview on the Forge Audio Network now is Charlie O'Connor Clark from canpl.ca. Charlie, welcome. Thanks, Anthony. It's always a, a pleasure to do this with you. Yeah, and, and this season's been a, a pleasure. Uh, we're only a couple weeks out from the playoffs, and still, f- what, six teams are, are in the uh, four team playoff race. At one point, it looked like it was just a four horse race, and then and Valor came on, and now York has come on. It's been, I don't remember another CPL season quite like this one. Yeah, I don't think it's ever been this competitive or as close. I mean, I think at the start of August, Valor were in fifth and they were six points out of that top four spot. And it seemed like, you know, we were about to see some separation. It looked like the the two halves of the table were about to break off. But uh, a lot of teams at the top of the table dropped points. Uh, they were, were not really in great form in August and Teams just be- just below them, Valor and, and York United, have been very good the last few weeks. They've made it a lot closer. Valor, obviously, technically occupying that uh, that spot on Saturday morning. They're tied on points at Pacific, but uh, you know they they had a tough one on Friday night against York, who are now all of a sudden just four points back. It's crazy. Yeah, Mobabuli doing things for Forge uh, still. So Forge just, you know, a win away from clinching a playoff spot. Now they do have loftier goals, of course, and they're looking more in terms of championship. But, you know, Forge isn't in the clear yet. And I think this is kind of the the idea here. There's, you may have loftier goals, but playoffs are not a guarantee at this point, which is kind of strange to be this late. Uh, in the season, I, I think it's unfortunate that, that York wasn't playing this way. Now they didn't have Mobabuli and they didn't quite have this lineup, but you almost wish York was this good early on just to make the season even that much more interesting. Because I can't imagine what a strong York side would have added to this race had it been even earlier in the season. Yeah, and it is night and day the current York side and what they were at the start of the season. I think they went ten games or something without scoring a goal. Yeah. Uh, but now they, I think they've scored three goals in, in like five games since Mobabuli's joined that side. Uh, they've been, you know, 
playing the best football in the league for the last few weeks now. Um, so they're they're right in there, and they surely uh, if they if they keep mo- most of this group around next year, they'll be right in there again. Um, so it's always good to to have a lot of competition for these places. And as you mentioned with with Forge specifically, they've got to play York. Uh, I think next weekend, which mm-hmm. is is you know always a tough one. And we all remember what happened last time York went to Tim Hortons Field, and as I'm sure Bobby Smirniotis does. So that will be one to circle on the calendar for sure. Yeah, so you know, Forge—they have Edmonton, they have York, they have Pacific, they have Halifax. Um, technically, f- those four clubs at this point, at least, are not in the playoff picture. So you look at it on the surface and say, "Well, they're playing, you know, four lesser teams." But there's the flip side of that: is these are clubs that some of them aren't out of the playoff picture by any means, so they're in must-win mode. And the other ones mm-hmm. really don't have anything to lose at this point in the season. It almost makes them more dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And some of these teams that aren't maybe necessarily in the playoff hunt, they love the idea of playing spoiler. Uh, FC Edmonton has been speaking about that for a couple of weeks now, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they've unfortunately been eliminated a couple of weeks ago, but you know, all of their players have said several times when they play these teams that are in the, the championship hunt, the title race, uh, they want to beat them. They want to prove that they can compete with those teams and and spoil some parties so to speak uh, so they're always dangerous uh, and and all of these other teams obviously that pacific game closer to the end of the season for forge will absolutely not be an easy one we've seen what pacific can do this year so they're not one to take lightly really none of, the, none of these opponents are you know it's it's interesting because we we now have you know we're going to crown a regular season champion and you wonder how that might change the way clubs approach these final couple of weeks. Even Bobby talked about the fact that I don't know now, you know, you're, you're starting to think of minutes and maybe resting players, but with first place on the line. And now that you're playing for something, it might change some of the mindsets heading in down the stretch here. Yeah. I think every team definitely, definitely wants to finish first, wants to win that regular season title. Uh, it's something that obviously Forge took pride in last year. It's something that Cavalry took pride in in 2019 uh, and still do to this day, to be honest. So, you know, the fact that it's very close at the top of the table, everybody wants to to have that, you know, that, that feather in your cap. And the other thing is heading into the playoffs, everybody wants to ensure they have home field going right. into the playoffs, right? Especially for that final, which is a one game knockout. And it it's obviously a massive advantage if you are playing at home for that. So I think every team will be, even if, even if they do clinch a playoff spot, say this weekend, possibly, I think every team will be fighting tooth and nail right to the end to come at least as high up in the table as they can. You know, the league's gone through different changes with how it approaches the playoff format and, you know, regular season champions. This current format we have, you have the regular season champion, you have the top four, you have the two leg semi, and then the, the, the one match final. What do you think of this current format? Do you think there are more changes to come or do you think the league is kind of settled on something here? I think I think that this is a, a good way of going about it. I really like that. Uh, you know, obviously we've got sort of two two things here. We've got the regular season title being recognized, which I think is important for recognizing the team that's done it. You know, most consistently over the year, and then you know, but the the nature of of sports in North America is that everybody loves those knockout games, right? Everybody mm-hmm. loves those big 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 occasions, those cup matches, and I think those are always a an incredible way and a memorable way to to end a season to crown a champion that way as well. And I think every team will probably feel similarly about that. So it's going to be a lot of fun and it ensures that really we're going to have probably two months of, of entertaining and intense matches where teams really don't, don't want to give an inch. So I think it's going to make sure that, that the season ends in a, a memorable and just exciting way. 
You know, not everyone's crazy uh, about change, but I, I think the beauty of this league and, and the evolution of it and being in the early stages of it is it's, you know, you, you understand the fact that there's going to be some tinkering, some changes, some improvements. And I, I like the fact that they're always kind of thinking of ways to improve things. Um, in terms of player awards, are we, are, is there talk about expanding those and maybe changing the way those are handed out? Um, I don't know in particular for that. I'd say, I'd say maybe stay tuned for, for things on that. Um, but I think there's definitely, definitely discussion around, around the awards and, you know, how is the best way to recognize the best players in our league? Cause obviously it's something that's very important, right? You know, when you have stars in the league, when you have players that have committed so much to the game in this country, you want to, you know, find the right way to recognize them. All right. Stay tuned. I like, I like that, that little teaser there. Um, so canpl.ca newsroom podcast, uh, you, you, there's a great breakdown. It's about just playoff scenarios and clinching scenarios at canpl.ca. So head over there to get the latest and to be up to date as up to date as possible on what's going on around the league. Um, Charlie, great stuff as always. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Anthony. Anytime, man. All right, that was COC, and you can always catch Charlie O'Connor-Clark and the gang, uh, Mitchell Tierney, Christian Jack at campl.ca, and, the, and um, by listening to the Newsroom Podcast to get your full rundown of the league. For Forge stuff, you come here. For CPL stuff in general, you go to campl.ca and listen to the Newsroom Podcast. All right, as mentioned, Forge FC. Um, this is it. We're down to the final stretch here. Forge have four matches remaining. Edmonton, and then three matches in a stretch of nine days all at home. And if you're going to be in Hamilton for any of those three matches, go to, over to uh, forgefc.ca and get some tickets to these matches because they're going to be good ones. First of all, October 1st, that's against York. Playoff implications. In fact, a win by Forge could knock York completely out of playoff contention. It'd be nice, some nice revenge for that last match in Hamilton between York and Forge um, that York took, and Forge was not pleased with their performance. So October 1st, and then um, on the 5th, a very exciting event. It's the first annual Spark Summit at Tim Hortons Field. Forge FC, so proud to be on the front foot when it comes to this initiative. Um, so the Spark Summit aims to connect professional women in sports business and inspire conversations around uh, fostering gender equity in sports and also shining a light on those who are leading the way across all sectors of sports business. So the event will take place from 5 to 7 on October 5th. That's a Wednesday. Um, it will include a panel of women from professional athletes, from uh office executives, sports media personalities, speaking about their experiences navigating the world of sports. There'll be a Q&A session shortly after. And following the panel, all attendees can enjoy Forge FC's uh, Women in Sports match against Pacific. That's at the club level at Tim Hortons Field. Um, it will be hosted by Jacqueline Dory, host and producer at CBC Sports. Deidre Dion will be a panelist, Olympic medalist and sports media executive. Andy Petrello, we're all well aware of Andy's work with One Soccer. And uh, with CBC as well, Andy Petrello will be on the panel. And will uh, uh, Taylor McIntyre will also be on the panel, football coach at McMaster Uni University. That's from 5 to 7, a networking event. And there will be networking during the match between Pacific and Forge FC. Go to forgefc.ca for more information and to register. Ticket sales, $10 from every sale. 
will be donated to Boys and Girls Club of Hamilton and Halton. So you can be a part of that on October 5th. And then there's a home match on October 9th as well. Plenty of opportunity for you to head on over to Tim Hortons Field and be part of the action. So make sure you do so. Forge, Edmonton, the next matchup. That's Sunday, 5 o'clock. Check the Forge Audio Network, however you get your Forge content, whether it's via podcast, uh, by subscribing to the channel on YouTube at forgefc.ca, or by following the Forge FC social media channels. Coming up, three keys to the match. Breaking down what Forge have to do to earn three points on the road in Edmonton. And then following the match, it'll be the match in review. And we'll break down the action. Forge fans, this is the most exciting part of the year. Make sure you're part of the action. Subscribe to the Forge Audio Network. I'm Anthony Riccioli. We will talk to you very soon. And now you are informed. This has been Match Day Preview with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.